I'll tell you what, the um, the recipes that we are soliciting from people mm. off the back of our Pack and Save AI recipe generator story yesterday um, are not sounding particularly appetising, are they? They are interesting to say the least. Uh, all of them include olives at this <laughs> stage. So I'm asking... Uh, for more variety, if I could, please. I mean, that Let's... was kind of part of the point, though, wasn't it? To well, make I... us eat stuff that we don't like? Yes, but I didn't realise that, as I said, <laughs> when we asked for recipes. It was while I was asking that I was like, hang on, yeah. this is going to go badly. It is going badly. Um, <laughs> uh, but I just think we could get some more variety. There's no fish yeah, in any of these. It would be nice to have a few more to choose from. So we'll keep it open um, over the weekend. And if you would like to hop on to Pack and Save's AI recipe generator and challenge us to make something from the... It's called Savey Meal Maker. Yes, from the from the ingredients in your pantry. Um, ideally something that doesn't include olives, please do. And then let us know the recipe uh, <laughs> on your Instagram, <laughs> Newsable NZ. No, yeah. no fish as well would be great. Give um, us an email as well. We look forward to reading them. But for now, we'll yeah, kick things off. Kick on with the show, eh? Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen. And this is what's worth talking about. New York looks like the set of an apocalyptic movie right now. We'll tell you why. And someone there will tell us what it's like. It's been a bit of a week at Parliament. So what went down and why does it matter? Is the best way to beat the cost of living crisis a side hustle? If you're after a bit more cash, this one might be for you. And plus, of course, dun, 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 it's time for another <laughs> round of Fun Fact Friday. All that coming up in a moment here on Usable. Usable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Well, some incredible scenes in New York just now where the city is shrouded in smoke that's drifted down from massive, out-of-control wildfires that are ripping through eastern Canada right now. The air quality in the Big Apple at the moment is among the worst in the world. The fires are thought to have been caused by lightning strikes earlier this month. So we've got Rosie Gordon on the line, a New Zealander based in New York. She's currently on the streets of New York wearing a face mask and uh, she's here now. Kia ora, Rosie. Kia ora, Imogen. So tell us, what's it like outside at the moment? So at the moment there's still this sort of layer of smoke over the city. It kind of just looks like a a haze um, that's sort of surrounding all of the tops of the buildings. It's just turned into sort of more of a grey haze, but it was um, sort of it was almost like a golden haze, and then it became amber um, as the smoke got worse. And it was so strange. I was looking out of my office window where you can normally see a bridge and some buildings, and slowly you just sort of weren't able to see them anymore. So it was it was actually quite unnerving and. It almost looked sort of like apocalyptic. It was it was just really odd. And the smoke itself to breathe in, I mean, even indoors, you could kind of feel it catching in your throat. At some points, it make, made my eyes water. Um, I've, I've had a little bit of a headache, and I know a few other people that have, have had a faint headache as well. It's been very unpleasant, to say the least. Rosie, what's it like on the street? Like, are people being told to stay inside, or...? Uh, yeah, lots of people are wearing masks, so I think there's definitely a feeling among among New Yorkers of um, feeling concerned about the level of smoke. Uh, what are authorities telling the people of New York to do? I think that the advice is to wear a mask and for people that are vulnerable to, to wear a mask as well. It is difficult because even when you are inside, obviously the air still 
gets inside in our office today they actually had to turn off the ventilation system so I think at one point we were operating on 100% internal air um, to try and get some of the polluted um, smoke sort of out so yeah I mean you couldn't see it inside but you could smell it and it was just that feeling of being able to like catch it in your throat gosh super interesting stuff Uh, Rosie Gordon from New York thanks so much for your time really appreciate it thanks guys We've just been to New York, but now we're going to bring it back home to New Zealand to have a yarn about what's gone on this week in the world of politics, because it's been a bit of a bizarre one. Yes, and, you know, therefore it's it's definitely worth talking about this because we have yet another government minister under fire, Michael Wood, for failing to properly declare and sort out a potential conflict of interest, and then Nationals leader Christopher Luxon telling people to have more babies. And while it can sometimes get a bit bogged down in political jargon and bullshit, we have the lovely Imogen Wells, formerly of the political gallery, to cut through some of that nonsense for us. So um, let's talk the Michael Wood stuff first. Like, what, what, What's going on here? What this was all about was some shares that Michael Wood had in Auckland Airport. Mm-hmm. He bought these shares when he was a teenager. However, he had not properly declared them but then he'd also not sold them. Right. So he had been asked 12 times, I think over like a year and a half, mm. and as recently as a couple of months ago, was reminded again to sell these shares. Okay, so this all matters why. Well, Michael Wood is the Minister for Transport. He's currently set down, but he was, is, <sighs> I don't know what you'd be defined in this weird stand-down period, the Minister for Transport who had shares in New Zealand's biggest airport that he, A, hadn't properly declared and then, B, failed to sell. It just, it doesn't look good, it doesn't sound right when you boil it right down to that. Yeah, because, I mean, it sounds very sort of technical and beltway and mumbo-jumbo-y. Like, is there a wider kind of thing to this, do you think? Yeah, look, it, it's all, it all boils down to trustworthiness, I guess. It's not a good lineup that we've had recently in terms of Labour politicians. Wood is a a government minister, but then we've also had Kitty Allen come under fire recently. We've had Stuart Nash come under fire recently and get booted from his ministerial position. Jantanetti is currently also under fire, uh, reprimanded for all of these issues for not following the rules, and it is opening up the government to easy attacks from the opposition, which they're, of course, all taking. Uh, coalition of chaos is Christopher Luxon's new favourite phrase, um, I believe. And, uh, you know, calling them weak, calling them unfocused. He has sold the shares. I'll quickly add as well. He has finally sold the shares and he's donating the money to charity. Meanwhile, on the other side of the aisle, Christopher Luxon's been talking babies, am I? He's been talking babies and infrastructure. Not a, not a, a peer I would imagine so frequently gets. It's the AI meal generator, politics edition. <laughs> it sounds like it, right? The quotas. So he was he was outlining his infrastructure five-point plan. Don't worry, newsable listeners, we're not going to get into that. Uh, but the comment was during a Q&A session uh, at the end, and in terms of the labour shortage, I think it was, his answer included this quote. I encourage all of you to go out there and have more babies if you wish. That would be helpful. Was was that was that a joke or was that like a, a serious undertone kind of thing, do you think? Look, there's been no footage of this. There's no audio yeah. I can find. 
he brings up a valid point in that New Zealand does have a low birth rate. That's fine. No one's arguing with that. And of course, we are suffering massive labour shortages. So probably having some more people would ease those shortages. Or, or But I don't know if babies right now are the answer. I'm just imagining all these babies and hivers and hard hats. Like, you can't fill the... I think it's a hundred and it's more than 100,000 construction workers are needed in the infrastructure sector by next year. Like, that's the shortfall yeah. that the industry are predicting. Babies ain't going to solve that. Well, well, we'll see where that one goes over the weekend. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child abuse no, numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. It, it, yeah, we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's Nothing iffy in there. That on. sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. Well, there is a cost of living crisis. If you didn't know that already, then I don't know where you have been. (laughs) One way to battle this cost of living crisis is, of course, to get more money. Uh, But sometimes asking for a pay rise isn't the solution because your boss can just say no, I guess. So what about earning a bit more money on the side? Yeah, we're talking side hustles here with Tracy Hemingway, the debt-free diva. Kia ora, Tracy. Hi, everyone. Nice to be here. Nice to have you here. <laughs> How does one go about getting a side hustle in the first place, Tracy? Uh, well, the biggest thing that I recommend to people is write down your strengths because once you know what you're good at, then you'll be able to go out and find something that works for you. <laughs> the other sort of trick to side hustles is you got to be willing to do a job that nobody else really wants to do because mm-hmm. if everybody wanted to do it, then everybody would do it. So the biggest place, I guess, would be your local Facebook pages. There's, you know, have a look. Somebody's looking for a gardener for the weekend or a cleaner or, you know, one-off moving houses, etc. Um, also, Seek has a really good function of work from home or casual one-off jobs. But also have a Google in your area for any events coming up. So I know in Hamilton, so we're Hamilton-based. I know in Hamilton we have the Women's FIFA World Cup coming up and there's so many side hustles just being released to, you know, serve drinks at the games and all that kind of jazz. Because there are some, especially online and social media, people who purport that they've signed up to this really low-key marketing analysis thing or that they're selling e-books on Amazon or things like that, and it's, you know, they're they're promoting this low-impact, high-return in terms of side hustles. Are those legit? Like, I look at them and I'm like, surely this is a scam? Um, sorry, I'm, I'm laughing because when I first started my side hustle journey in 2016 or whatever it was, I was the same. I was like, oh, answer 50 surveys and get $100 a month. Uh, false. That's very false. Really? I <laughs> At the peak of my survey answering, I would earn $1,000 a year across like eight different survey platforms Mm. it is tedious work Mm. um same with those like affiliate marketing or selling books on amazon it it, the thing is if it was that easy everyone would be doing it right (laughs) 
if if we we if I'm a busy person, what's a good option for me? There's a whole bunch of different things. So obviously, I do say to people, if you're just looking for something to do with a little bit of extra, surveys are one way to go because you can, especially if you've got kids, you can just you know answer them at bedtime. The other thing, picking up, as I say, one-off jobs like field days, rugby working events on the weekend like even people's weddings if you know people you know oh do you need bartender for a few hours there's also Mm. obviously the online proofreading copywriting admin tasks so you can jump on websites like upwork and fiverr they're always looking for people to do the tasks uh debt free david tracy hemingway thank you so much for your time If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. It's that time of the week, It's that I? time of the week. It's always nice Whoa. to end the week on a bit of a, of a funny ha-ha. It makes me look forward to the end of the week for more reasons than just the weekend. Fun Fat Friday, yeah. Fun Fat Friday. When we first launched the pod, I would spend the beginning of the week meticulously mm. sourcing facts of fun. And now I'm a last minute gal and yeah. am frantically scouring. We used to tease each other, didn't we? Like on Monday or Tuesday, we'd be like, I got a good one this fat, week. Fat, and now we roll in. Now we roll in. It's like, have you got your one for today? It's like, no. <laughs> Can we shit. not talk about this yet? Can you ask me in five hours? <laughs> Very stressful. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. All but right. you're on a bit of a winning streak. I I managed to take on the double pointer a few weeks ago, and then it's been wham bam. Thank you, a meal man. <laughs> nice Sorry. one. All right. Why don't you go first? You want me to go first? I do. Okay. This fun fact is a high risk, high reward fun fact. Um, because you might know it. Oh. Uh, because it's about you. My fun fact is that the the name Imogen is probably a typo. Oh, yes, I did know that. Yes, yeah. 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 The, the background of this is that there is a character in the Shakespeare play Cymbeline mm-hmm. uh, called Imogen. Mm-hmm. And this is the earliest recorded use of the name Imogen. And um, Imogen, with an M, does not have an obvious etymological root. But there is a name that was in popular use at the time, Inogen, I-N-N-O-G-E-N, which was an established name. It's from the Celtic, and it means girl or maiden. And um, obviously two lowercase n's next to each other can sometimes look like an M. When you're in a rush. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) So there is a school of thought, and this is sort of received wisdom, that the name Imogen is in fact someone back in the day misreading the name Inogen from a script of Shakespeare's Cymbeline. Great fun fact. Uh, great topic. In fact, okay, are you familiar with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Am I? Mm. Oh. Y- yes, is the answer. <laughs> so it was a rhetorical am I? Mm. Well, did you know yeah. that Rudolph is a girl? In fact, all of Santa's reindeer are female. Is it because deer? Male reindeer yeah. don't have antlers at Christmas time. Is that right? They fall off, do they? They cast their antlers before Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Whereas the gals 
cast them off in springtime, and so then by Christmas they're big chunky antlers. Wow. So therefore, every depiction that we've ever had of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and... That's where it ends for me in terms of Donna naming and Blitzen, them all. Yes, Mixon. Thunder and Lightning in German. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, the, the, yeah, it's a team of gals. Wow, that's And it really makes sense, right? Like, you'd want who you're going to rely on to get you to deliver presents all around the world in one night. Women. I remember I was like in my mid 20s before I realized that reindeer were actually real, real things. I thought they were like Hydra or centaurs. Um, vote for whoever's fun fact you think is indeed the funnest on our Instagram page. Just search up Newsable NZ. You can also email us newsable at stuff.co.nz. You can send us smoke signals. We probably won't see them. Uh, carrier pigeons should go to the stuff offices in Wellington or Auckland. You can yeah. look up the addresses online. But that is us for today and for the weekend. Except we have a, a special episode dropping on Saturday, don't we? We do. We are speaking to Kiwi comedian Guy Montgomery, who recently won the Fred Award at this year's New Zealand International Comedy Festival. And so we're asking him, how do you do stand-up? It's a great chat. You should it's definitely listen to it tomorrow morning. But that is Newsable for today. I'm Emil Donovan. And I'm Imogen Wells. If you want to get in touch, here's our email address again, newsable at stuff.co.nz. Send through those AI-generated recipes. And you can do so on our Instagram as well. Just search up at newsable.nz. And we're on TikTok too with that exact same handle. Have a wonderful weekend. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support.